Just like that saying goes, a broken clock is right twice a day, and this is our broken clock episode. Because we're talking movies, we're talking our Oscar picks, or as Scotty likes to call it, he's 3-0. and And he's not talking about lack of orgasms given to his wife. And welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? If you can't tell by my fantastic outfit, it is our Oscar show. It is a bit early, but that's because we have fantastic guests coming to help us out. Obviously, we still have Scott, but meh. Uh, so we've got <laughs> our good friend, Mr. Twister, filmmaker Reese Evanenson. Probably screwed up his last name. We've got Anel Sarah from The Coven. Uh, who just came back from Berlin. So we are going to kick it over to those guys to get us into the show. Everybody, welcome back. Thank you. Reese, do you want to, <laughs> since you're super cagey, but all your secret lives, why don't you jump in and tell us what you are, do your shameless self-promotion, my friend. Shameless self-promotion, huh? Well, let's see. I mean, when last I spoke to you, I think we touched a little bit on Home Free, right? Which was the film that Avi Fettergreen directed that I wrote. That's now done. Uh, so hopefully, conceivably, that'll be coming out this year. I'm excited to see the reactions to that. You know, it was my first time having a bigger film being directed and created by a bunch of other people that I wrote that I had, you know, a little bit of control over, but not too much. So I'm curious to see sort of how, what the reaction to it is, because I know how I feel about it. So just want to see what the, you know, how it's received by everybody else in terms of what's going on for myself. I mean, listen guys, it's been almost five years since I directed my own movie and I have enjoyed the last five years of living in weird obscurity and working on strange things with strange people and engaging in various activities with equally strange individuals. And I'm very excited to, uh, to kind of announce secretly, maybe not so secretly that I'm going to get behind the camera again this year. So what does that say about our podcast? He's like, I'm going to say this on your show. It's still going to be a secret. That's how few people <laughs> listen to your, your show. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> he just that's, heavily implied it. That is heavily, that was heavily implied. No, Absolutely. no, no, no. No implications necessary. You you can treat this as an exclusive. How about that? There you go. I love it. I love that. I yeah. love that. You uh, are so important to me that you are the only people <laughs> I will tell this to. I will tell nobody else. If anybody comes to me afterwards and says, Reese, what are you doing? I'm going to say nothing absolutely nothing Wonder can you, can you tell us anything about the project or huh, no <laughs> I'll, jinx like, it. I write it I'll jinx it as soon as i like say what it is or what i think it'll be i'm gonna jinx it and it won't happen it's something i'm very excited about there was a movie that i was slated to direct just before christmas that we had started working on and everything was falling into place and the reality was that it was something that i didn't actually want to do and i was just kind of powering through being like well it's a chance to direct again and thankfully it got torpedoed before christmas and it gave me the opportunity to actually focus my attention on something i was very very excited about and really wanted to do in the first place so that's all i'm going to say for now because i'm convinced i will jinx it by saying anymore okay so you can't tell us when you think you'll be going to camera no because i, I have no idea 
<laughs> That's a producer's job. A movie is not a movie until you're standing on set and everybody's working around you. Any number of different variables of things could happen before then that could torpedo this to the ground. So I don't want that to happen. You know, I'm a very superstitious individual and uh, I don't want to jinx anything. So. Well, cool. Well, once you have more and you feel probably after, it sounds like after principal photography completes, we'll definitely have to have you come back on and uh, talk about all the, all the stuff that went down. hundred percent. Do you have anything else before we go to Sarah and her trip to Berlin? No, please talk to her. She's going to have all the great stories. She's living the dream and doing all the cool shit. So yeah, Sarah. So uh, according to your Instagram, you went to Berlin and you drank lots of weird cocktails. That That's what I took away from your uh, time at the European film market. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, it was like my first market away from with a different company. So the Coven does things a lot differently. We're smaller. We're female run and owned. And um, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Um, we went in with only two movies and we sold them in pretty much every major territory. Um, neither film was finished. We, we did, uh, we fully financed, uh, or fully paid off the financing for one of the films that we just finished principal photography on in December. So that felt really good. Shot in December, paid it back in, in a month later, like seven weeks later. So they're like, oh, yeah. we hired we, we hired the right person. <laughs> yeah, well, or it's just the right movie. It's not me, it's definitely the movie. Um, but that just like, I've never seen that happen before, or at least not in a really long time. So that felt amazing. Um, and just to see like how the energy is coming back, even with like a recession, with boycotting that's happening and things like that in different territories, that was really, really fun. And yes, there was a lot of cocktails because I've got to, you know, I have to re-engage with my old buyers and, you know, remind people that I exist. Um, one of the running jokes was that it was like a new new year, new job, new cut, new haircut, who this? Because like I chopped off all of my hair. I went in like just completely different into this market. Um, but normally there's a lot of parties and a lot of activity and there wasn't as much this Berlin, um, which I found kind of interesting. And so I ended up just taking everyone to the exact same bar <laughs> every night, drink every single cocktail. Um, I think if you were watching my Instagram posts, there was like one that was out of like a, a pipe, one that was out of a bong, like all these weird nonsense drinks that cost way too much money, didn't taste good, but they looked great in photos. They did. They did. Uh, so how many times have you been to the European film market, Berlin, the Berlin Film Film Festival? I've been going to, this would be my fifth time. And other than the lack of drinking and the kind of resurgence of buyers, was there anything else that you thought was like kind of interesting? Was there anything you saw that you're super stoked about? I don't watch movies when I'm at film market. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my job. That's the acquisitions people's jobs. My job is to sell the movie, unfortunately. Um, it, the cam will be different. I'll go and see. No, I won't. I'll go on the red carpet, take a photo, and then go back to working in my booth in the gown. That is exactly what's going to happen. Oh, um, Cam gets a gown, but our podcast doesn't get a gown. I Lisa already gave us an exclusive, and you didn't even wear the gown you're going to wear to Cam. Oh, I don't have it yet. <laughs> My winter body is different than spring can body. I can't buy the dress now. 
<laughs> All right. This All is right. literally from the, the guy before everybody came on. It's like, yeah, I started CrossFit again yesterday. No, not everybody. Oh, yes. Uh, you're the only one. That, yes, I said that to you. You're the only one who said that. Uh, what is it? The new, uh, uh, what's her name there from uh, Twilight? Do, 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 do. The lead. Yeah, love. What is it? Love Lies Bleeding. That played at Berlin and looks amazing, supposedly. It's going to be very good. So got a great 80s soundtrack. Ask me again in two weeks when all of the screening links from Berlin get sent my way and I get to watch them at home. Is that when they do the judging or? No, I just get to watch them after the fact sometimes because I ask people, right? Um, and every now and then I'll consult. So if there's like a title that hasn't been sold in certain areas, I get to, I'll watch them and be like, hey, you should talk to these people. Um, and I do that specifically just so that I can watch the movies. I get no benefit out of it. Mm. Outside of just being able to see things early. Fantastic. Scott, you got anything for these guys before we get into the main show? Uh, just just for Reese. Uh, he forgot to mention something super important that, you know, since the last time he's been here, he's watched the Twisters trailer 3, uh, 306,000 times. Is that what the YouTube? What? Guys, like, I, I am not kidding. It's funny that you make that joke. I have watched the Twisters trailer at least four times every week since it's come out. <laughs> I am so excited for Twisters. I've watched it on the big screen TV. I've watched it on the computer. I've cranked it through my sound system. Wait, we're talking about the trailer? You've watched the Just trailer the trailer. Many times. Yeah, I am so excited for Twisters. It's got Glenn Powell in there. I've got a man crush on him. I'm totally jacked for that movie. Like, it looks so much fun. Looks like so much fun. And it's like a return to like, I, I didn't realize how much I had missed that kind of movie until that trailer came out. I was like, I am here for this. I am here for like just big budget tornado action. And it looks like it has the spirit of the original. I'm very excited for Is it. Is Helen Hunt in it? Is she doing a cameo? I, I hope she appears out of the shadows like a Marvel reveal. You know, it's <laughs> I was thinking more like Nosferatu's, but like sure, one, no, one, of, one of the characters has got to be like her daughter or her kid. And they've got to be talking about something from the first movie. And they've got to say something like, we've never encountered something like this before. And then you hear from behind them, I have. And that she steps out of the shadows and she's right behind them in their laboratory where they're like working on the original Dorothy prototype. And it's just like the music swells. And then they're like, now we're into the third act. So how much, fan, down hold on, how much fan F7 fiction? super tornado. So. How much fan fiction did you send to the production company before this film got made, Reese. Come on. That's, like, this, that's my exclusive. This is way too wait, like laid out. Guys, I was, I was the ghost writer on Twisters. I was the ghost writer. <laughs> that's my job now. I just ghost write movies. So. <laughs> He's got casting choices. He's got, yeah. and this is our, where we break into the second act. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I was all over. I've been planning that movie for years. So. Well, congratulations on getting behind the camera on Twisters 2. Thank uh, you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <it>. Surprise. <laughs> All right. You guys uh, ready to do the this uh, Oscar show or what? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So the Oscars are happening the 10th of March. Uh, normally, we do this show a little bit later, and that's mostly for me so that I can do my spreadsheet properly. I really like to see what the product, uh, the Producers Guild has and SAG, and those all happen this weekend. But in, in order to have you guys really these important people on our show, we bumped everything up. 
So do you, what do you, where do you guys want to start? You want to start with our questions about Greta Gerwig or Francis Piss pick of the taste of things over anatomy of the fall. Do you want to get into some movies? You're the guests, you know, a Casa, it's not too Casa, but I always say too Casa. So. Reese, what do you want? Oh my gosh. I want a twister three right now. I, like, why are we not talking about twisters? <laughs> like, um, no, let's, let's jump into it. Let's go with the questions, Chris, throw it at us. Let's, let's just get started. All right, well, I'll go with the like the one that's least important to everybody, uh, which is so France decided to pick a taste of things as their Oscar submission over Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, I the Caesar Awards literally just ended. Uh, that's France's uh, Academy Awards, and there is some speculation that the reason was because the director basically made a bunch of comments about uh, the French government and their handling of some protests and basically the commodification of French culture. So that's the backstory. Uh, what do you, what do you guys, did you guys have any thoughts on this or? Um, well, truthfully, I didn't know about it until you had written it in that email. And then I looked it up and I just assumed it was because the director, Justine had said what she said about the French government. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like they kind of won anyways, they got nominated by the Academy Awards, right? Like, and yeah. that's, that's going to have the most global appeal out of all of this. For best picture. For best For picture. For best picture, yeah. exactly. And best director and best actress. So I think, you know, they kind of came out on top. I mean, it's, it's yeah. unfortunate that they were neglected by their home country, but, you know, again, I think they, I think they won in the long run. And Okay, let we we know that the other movie's not gonna win foreign language, but imagine if it did. Then France comes out on top with two films that like wins a bunch of stuff, or but it, they're coming out on top with two films that are nominated for multiple different. You know but what I mean? But a taste of things did not get that did not oh, get did nominated. Not get I don't know. It made the shortlist. Oh, uh, right. and even at the Caesar Awards, it only got like one nomination. And this is actually, I think, the bigger fuck you to the French government is Anatomy of the Fall won at the season at the French Awards won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writing, Best Actress for um, uh, yeah, Hula, Hula, as well as Best Writing. <laughs> and a taste of uh, a taste of things got nominated for like cinematography and a couple craft awards, and I don't know if they won any of them. So, ooh, that sucks. Yeah, so that's a big like meh, meh. big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Scott, do you, I feel like you probably don't have anything to say on this topic. Like to be honest, this topic only seems important to you, but uh, <laughs> so so yeah, I I, I did not. <laughs> I did not. All right. Well, then we'll talk about the one that I think is is on still on everybody's mind, and it's kind of a two parter. Should Greta Gerwig have been nominated for Best Director for Barbie, and should Margot Robbie have gotten a Best Actress nomination for the Oscars? So let's open that sucker up. Who wants to go for it? I'll go first because I also don't see why this is a big deal. Let me tell you about a little movie, Chris. It's called Jaws. <laughs> the best movie in the world it also was nominated for best picture and the director steven spielberg was not nominated for best director nor the lead actor was nominated now we fast forward to your man crush uh a little movie called argo also nominated man for crush best picture we all know this it's brad pitt it is not the not, it, it, not the second half of goodwill hunting buddy we all know you have Armageddon on repeat with Ben Affleck in that little elevator just crying 
It's just Before. actually a tattoo. I've got a tattooed on my back. Don't deny but, it. I love Affleck as well. It's all good. But Batflick Argo. Yeah, Argo also nominated for Best Picture and won. Uh, director not nominated, and he also was not nominated for Lee Acker. It happens. It sucks. My question is, none of those answer the question of, should Greta Gerwig have been nominated for Best Director? No. Should Margot Robbie have been nominated for Best Actress? No. See, those are the kind of answers we're looking for, Scott. You have been replaced. Goodbye. No, who should have been nominated, Scott? You'll agree with me. Past lives. What the fuck? There you go. That's (laughs) That's the conversation we should be having, because at least that that movie said something and did something. What does Barbie do for Margot Robbie? Margot Robbie didn't have to act, she just had to be pretty. And that's just easy for her. For some people, it's fucking hard to be pretty. For Margot Robbie, she could do that in her sleep. Well, and they even make that joke in that movie. Exactly. (laughs) So it's not like there's a lot of range going on there. She's like, she's there. yeah, there's, she didn't need to be nominated. No one from, you know what I will say, and this is, a, I'm sure, a popular opinion at this point. But like Ryan Gosling being nominated for Ken, it was, it must have been hard for him to give that much Kennergy. So much acting done in that role. But like, you know what I mean? It's a completely different than what he's been doing recently, right? Sure. He had to be so silly. Whereas for her, it's something that she's like, it. That's a it, nothing role. And what did Greta Gerwig do? That was some. That was something that's worth giving her a nom for. It's a beautiful movie. It deserves best picture. I don't think it deserved um, best director. Well, and the question too would then be, then who do you replace? Justine well, Trier, Jonathan what? Glazer, Martin Scorsese, Yorgos Lanimos, Christopher Nolan. Like, who do you take off that list to give a spot to Greta Gerwig? Because there's only five. Yeah. yeah. Reese, thoughts? You're the director. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. It's kind of like Anatomy of a Fall in France. Like, I think Barbie kind of won at the end of the day anyways. It was one of the biggest blockbusters of the year. Made it well, if that's, if that's, if that, I mean, if that's the metric we're going by. Like, that's the metric I go for. Like, it's just, like, this is not, oh! this is not, this is not, well, it's the film business. We're not in the business of art, even though we like to say we are. Oh, it's about how much money you? can you make and how successful can you be? And I think at the end of the but, day. How like, do we, tell, tell me Reese uses Save the Cat to write screenplays without telling me that he uses Save the Cat to write I've never read it. So <laughs> I think Barbie wins at the end of the day, just out of sheer success level alone. I mean, Greta and Margot walked away with millions of dollars. That's great. That's a great win. Should she have been nominated for Best Director? Maybe, but it's like you pointed out. Who are you going to replace on this list? This is a great list of very talented filmmakers with some very interesting films. Mm. So, and in terms of like Best Picture, you go, I don't know, you know? But I think like in terms of Best Picture, I think the whole fact that Best Picture has 10 nominations while everything else has five. Yeah. Is there like if it was just five, Barbie would Barbie wouldn't be, be on that list. Yeah, no, right. it, it, it's only on there because of the money it made, right? That, and I, and well, I, yeah, and I think the Academy Awards, like they like to acknowledge big blockbusters for Best Picture, but for some reason they have an aversion to nominating the directors of those best, like those big blockbusters. Like if we look at you know, even last year with Joseph Joseph Kaczynski with Top Gun Maverick, it was nominated for Best Picture, but he wasn't nominated for Best Director. The same goes with Denis Villeneuve for Dune, Bradley oh, Cooper for Star is Born, Ryan Coogler for Black Panther, Jaws, Steven Spielberg, you know, like it's 
it's a very, very interesting process. And But some of that could also be because everybody votes for Best Picture and only the Directors Guild, or not the Directors Guild, but the Directors component of the Academy votes on the nomination for, uh, but obviously the craft of Best Directing, right? So Right, right, right. <clears throat> My favorite argument for people being outraged was that there were no women nominated for Best Directing. What's Justine Trier then? People who don't watch movies and don't realize that's a female name. That's what that is. That's, that's the argument. That's the hill people are dying on. I can say that because I'm a girl. And then I point that out and they're like, well. I thought it was Justin. Right? Well, I didn't read the list. How was I supposed to know? That's a foreign language movie. That's not. Well, maybe she deserves a nomination so that it gets more representation you get seen isn't that kind of like the point of the oscars it's not anymore but like we can live in that fantasy but my question is how is barbie nominated for best adapted oh like, that's a weird one that's a and <laughs> like that to me makes way weirder there are sense. barbie tv shows there are <laughs> Barbie, <laughs> I don't know. Well, because didn't and didn't it didn't didn't it get a, it did get kind of complicated because I think the Writers Guild lists it as a I don't have it in front of me and we don't have a producer here right now. If somebody wants to look this up, I think the Writers Guild they listed it as a as a original screenplay, but the Oscars determined in their writing department that it was adapted. So. But is it adapted from like the Barbie movie, the Barbie commercials? They, I think like, it's because like Barbie what? is a thing. Like it's, you're adapting like, I a guess thing. they had to adapt like the IP in the world that is Barbie. That's Maybe because it has that, IP, I, I guess, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how they justified it. It was like based on existing material, nothing specific. It, and that's Barbie true. Barbie is an intellectual property. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, that's why we have you guys on, man. <laughs> <laughs> So snubbed or not snubbed, I, I I don't know. Like, I don't, I think I'm going to lean in an L's way and I'm going to go, it wasn't snubbed. You know, I think they they came out on top at the end. Um, well, and Margot Robbie still, is she's nominated for Best Picture as a producer. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, and I mean, like, Greta's been nominated before. She's had a lot of great success that way. If, the, as you know, you pointed out, had they had more, you know, if had it been like 10 categories for best director, she probably would have been in there, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's yeah. a tough competition this year. Look at who was nominated. Who are you going to kick out in favor of the others? So. Yeah. And all the films that are on that list are like, like solid, like not just the directors right. themselves, the directors have pedigree, but the films themselves that they brought to the table are pretty fantastic. And actually I think that's a great jumping off point to actually start talking for all those that are still hanging in there. What are these guys going to do? Are they actually going to talk about some fucking movies? Yes, we are. Okay. So uh, you know what, Scott, you haven't done a lot of talking. Why don't you make some decisions and say some stuff? All right. So let's see. So, the category for lead actress in a supporting role, we got Annette Benning, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Huller, Carrie Mulligan, and Emma Stone. I'm going to be doing who I think should win and who's actually going to win. Mm -hmm. Who's actually going to win is Emma Stone. Who I think should win is Sandra Huller. Ooh. Ooh. Why do you think Emma? Why do you think Emma's gonna win? You don't think it's gonna go to Lily? No, no. Interesting. No, to me, like we talked about this when we did it. To me, she was not the lead. 
She was in the I movie know. for 20 minutes. And I agree, but the way the Oscars are built, it it's going to go to her. Okay. I think it's going to go Emma Stone. I think with the, what was the last one that just went? The BAFTAs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I and, think with and that. Emma, Emma wanted the BAFTAs. Yeah. Right. But the BAFTAs think... don't have any American politics involved in it. True. Which is why I think it would go to Lily. I okay. I think it's going to be Emma. Ooh. Okay. But Reese, I do you, think you, you like jump into this or what? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen Annette Benning's performance in that film. Uh, I have seen the other ones. Uh, I would vote for Lily Gladstone and not just for reasons. I, I legitimately think she gave one of the stronger performances this year, even if we want to get into like how much screen time she had. There was a sincerity and honesty there that is no matter who the actress is, like that's a very, very difficult performance to give. And it was the the naturalness of it. Mm. I thought was very special. And I think she deserves a nomination alone for the scene where she's in the basement waiting to hear the news about if it was her sister's place that got blown up down the street. Her reaction to that is so strong. I haven't seen anybody top that in any other movie this year in terms of a performance, in my opinion, at least. That was a very, very strong moment for me. But then we get into this debate about, like, what is the Oscar? What defines what should win, you know, in any of these categories? It's it's such a personal thing, right? Um, I thought Emma Stone did a great thing. Like, she did a great job in four things. It's a great performance. I did not like the movie, but, you know, what should that win over Lily Gladstone? I don't think so. I think Lily Gladstone gave the better performance of the two. But who do you think will win? Who do I think will win? I think Lily Gladstone will win. Okay. So, uh, uh, I mean, I love Sandra Hula's performance in Anatomy in the Fall. She's also in the zone of interest. Like, oh, she, yeah, act- she was fan- yeah, she was fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's, imagine that. You're like, yeah. you're in two pictures this year. Boom, Oscars, both of them. BAFTAs, Venice, can't. <laughs> that is like, she. her star is definitely going to be on the rise. We'll definitely be talking about her. Uh, again, I, I I really like that Annette Benning has a nomination. I don't think it goes any further than this. Same with Carrie Mulligan. I, I don't see that going anywhere. I really think that the front runners here are Emma Stone and Lily Gladstone. So Emma has the BAFTA and she's got a SAG nomination. It will be interesting to see what happens tomorrow night with the SAG Awards uh, because she is up against Lily Gladstone in a head-to-head battle at the SAG Awards. Lily did get the Golden Globes. Not that I care in myself about the Golden Globes, but I mean, it is it can give you momentum. So I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I want Lily to win. And I think that it is too close to call. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just not going to, I want Lily to win. So I'm just going to put my chips on Lily Gladstone to win. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we're really like the first nomination in here. You're like, and it's a tie. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> You're going to break your own rules right at the beginning. <laughs> I'm always breaking rules, baby. It's what I do. I think it would be really cool if Sandra won for Anatomy of a Fall. Because, I mean, like, yeah, I, as I say all this about Lily yeah. Gladstone, I should definitely acknowledge, like, that was, she carries that entire film. That's not an easy feat. And especially those courtroom scenes, like, there gets to a point when you're watching that film, you're like, it's it's not acting anymore. Like, they're just, they're in the zone. They're in the moment. They just yeah. are that person. Yeah, And I think, my... I think that's a, that is a really important observation, too, about it's almost a one person film like yes. because she's on screen so much 
that she is the film even more so even than poor things uh but again i i mean she's done well everywhere else she's gone if she there's also the independent spirit awards that are coming out uh so i i'm sure like she's already got us oscar nominations she's got bafta win or bafta nods and everything else i think she's going to be happy at the end of the award seasons regardless right so yeah all right what are we moving on to next if we're done with uh, best actress why don't we go to actor we can go to actor, so why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off? Okay, um, I just watched the holdovers this morning. Um, I think it's gonna be Paul Giamatti, just because I want it to be different. Oh shit! Okay, I want to see how he takes. Okay, how does he take down uh, Cillian Murphy, who I think, I in my opinion, I think is the front runner right now. Has, so I think has Killian the... Murphy. I think Killian Murphy is the front runner. I am just throwing like I'm just like you know what let's just try let's see if they give it to some some they do a curveball because i think oppenheimer is gonna do like a pretty decent sweep this time around so i'm like you know what let's just let's just change this up um that is that is where i'm sitting also i just like maybe it's because it's just fresh and it's been a while since i watched oppenheimer but i just i don't think killian really deserved it for it you whoa. know whoa whoa okay those are, yes. whoa, those, whoa, are whoa. those are two different statements one, I want this person to win because it'd be kind of kooky and cool. Another is saying he doesn't deserve it. So I think you should qualify that statement. Because I don't think that I, his acting is really good. I like he, it's it's a good movie. The acting's amazing in it. But is it something that um, I think is out of the box for Killian Murphy? Not necessarily. Mm. Mm. my dog is crying behind me i'm so sorry but <laughs> it doesn't like your pick either like yeah it's like boo, boo. my dog is like anel <laughs> you're getting canceled um no but like i love the movie i think oppenheimer's great i chose to go see oppenheimer over barbie i waited until barbie was available to watch on the airplane um i was one of those people i just don't know i even when i walked out of that movie i was like he's gonna get nominated i don't think he should really win it though Okay. And then my like curveball or my um my alt for it was Jeffrey Wright. So you know, here I'm clearly going out of pocket on this one. I thought American fiction was sick. And I think it's so fun. I think it's so different than what we're used to seeing, especially like it's not something I would have thought would be nominated for an Oscar um for best actor in like a million years. And I'm so glad that it is because I think he did a wonderful performance. It reminds me a lot of the 40 year old version. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that whole take on uh, poverty porn and like what white liberals are willing to put money into yada, 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 right? So it's, yeah. it is a fantastic film. I don't know if Jeffrey Wright deserves to be on this list to be honest, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm very- like, Why is this, what what happened? How, what, what happened here? I'm, he's, my, he's my pick. <laughs> what about you two? Reese, Scott. Go ahead, Reese. All right. Well, I'll start off by saying, listen, I, I haven't had a chance to watch all of these Oscar nominated films. I watched eight out of the 10 best picture ones and in the leading role category. I mean, I haven't seen Rustin and I haven't seen American fiction yet. Um, so I'll break down what I do know. Like it's let's talk about the maestro thing here. I think it's um, if this was 
like I don't know what everybody's thoughts on Maestro are. I'm like, if, I got halfway through it. That's my thought. Yeah, I too. thought he. I, I. I'm not making a case for if he should win, but I just wanted to throw it out there in support of Bradley Cooper and the off-off chance he watches this. I. I think he did. <laughs> I think he gave a very strong performance, and I think it would be better acknowledged if he didn't direct the film as well. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think too much is being taken away from the fact that he directed it in some of his comments, but it's taking away from the fact that he was like. He actually gave a very good performance in that film. He did a great job. Like it's, you know, you watch it and you think about where he started to where he is now. I'm like, that's a great performance. He did a great job. Whether he deserves to win or not, I have no idea. Um, Paul Giamatti and the hold, holdovers. I thought he was great in it. I I don't know if it was anything any different than we haven't seen him do already, but that doesn't mean mean that he shouldn't win either. You know. Uh, Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer. I'm <laughs> I don't want to get in this argument. I'm kind of with Adele. I'm like, he did a fantastic job. But again, is it anything that we haven't seen him do before? Wait, so who are you gonna get some someone not on this list? Yeah, I think uh, Zach Efron from the Iron Claw should have been nominated and he should win. I think that Absolutely. is performance. I so think why, I, just, I think A24 did Iron Claw dirty by not running it for Oscar campaigns. Yeah, I was gonna say, but did he even qualify for it? It didn't Oscar? even qualify. I think it is the film that if there's a biggest snub this year, it's the Iron Claw. So out of all these performances, I'm like, listen, I like Coleman Domingo. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Great actor, Jeffrey Wright, fantastic actor. Um, but are they giving performances we haven't seen before? I think this is a very tough category to pick from. I really do. Like in terms of somebody like really kind of going out of the their way to do something different, like. It would go to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> like he did something I haven't seen him do before. I thought it was a strong performance. Does it mean it should win? I don't know. If it were up to me, it would be like the realistic part of me is like it's between Paul Giamatti and Killian Murphy. In terms of mm -hmm. who would win, it's impossible for me to tell. I really think it's going to be one of those two. So so you guys are both inside players. Uh, why do you think the Iron Claw did not qualify, did not get like what 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 do you think went on at A24? You also have to, there's only so many <clears throat> movies you can put forward, right? There's like, there is a cap. You can't like oversaturate, right? Um, so you got to back certain films, right? There, there's like marketing spends. There's all of these things. There's all these, and they probably didn't, I don't know. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the movie for, because I love Iron Claw. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. They're doing a massive push for it. I just don't think that they thought either either because of the strikes maybe it got moved around and it wasn't it just wasn't meant to come close to the oscars mm. release season possibly or it you know what i mean like there's so many variables and if it wasn't for the strikes there like i think it would be more clear cut as to why they didn't run with it but i think the strikes probably had something to do with it um because there's a lot like how much can they campaign what are they allowed to say what are they not allowed to say right it depends because they also didn't submit, or I don't know if they submitted, but it didn't make any independent spirit awards. And I was like, I was I, like, I'm a voting member there. And I was surprised that I didn't see it on any list. So I, I think they didn't submit it. Yeah. Because um, is there is there not still a cap on how many titles you're allowed to submit? Uh, that is something I don't know. You can either go through your studio or you can go through your representation, right? So like, in order for Zac Efron, if I remember correctly, in order for Zac Efron to be nominated, he could have gone through his representation, could have put him forward, or A24. Mm. 
And his representation, I believe, is someone that likely has a bunch of people who are already nominated. A24 has a bunch of movies they were pushing forward as well. Um, so I would assume that had a factor into it. I know that that is a factor when it comes to foreign language titles and things like that, mm -hmm. right? So I assume that comes into play. We're not American. We're not the right people to ask this question. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and we'll call Zach. Next time you're at a function and you run into Zach, ask him. Yeah, I think part of me thinks too that it's like, maybe they there's a small part of me that thinks maybe they just didn't think it would get the reception it did you know it wasn't like overly marketed there wasn't a whole lot of buzz it just sort of was here it is and now it's released like it didn't get a bunch of festival play beforehand yeah. or anything and it's only since it's been out that people have been like holy shit look at this thing like why are we not talking more about this so it's i mean it's unfortunate but again at the end of the day we go it's going to live on for years. Like it, the Academy Awards is not going to determine the future success of what people think of this film. You know, it's mm. going to have a life of its own. I just think in a leading role category, like Zac Efron would have had a very strong, if not just for the last three minutes of the movie with yeah. his two sons. Like I haven't, I, I didn't see that kind of performance from a lot of people this year, you know, and that's it's something. the best performance. We, yeah. like, how many of us expected that out of him? Like, exactly before this uh bad bad grandpa dirty grandpa the one with it was, it was his netflix show where he like travels around right that yeah there was a the documentary greatest showman what a, wait yeah, what about maybe the, greatest uh, what about uh, the one that he did where he's in the frat house with seth seth rogan that oh, neighbors? neighbors yeah that was like, a lot standout performance years ago like i feel like we're racking our brains back to 2015 so like just for that alone like you know what i mean yeah in his bro era, not like he's in a completely different zone right. now. And I think it's a transformation that. But he brought some uh, high school musical dance moves to this movie. He 100%. did. Yes. When they do that line <laughs> dancing. <laughs> he, did. he was the only one that didn't seem like he was trying, right? He was just like moving it. Effortless. It like... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so do you guys. Tough, tough category. Do you guys yeah. have your, do you guys have your wild cards? Do, do you want me to do my fucking pick? Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting you're here, Scott. Yeah, Scott, go for it, man. All right. Fuck you all. So, <laughs> who I think is going to win, or who I know is going to win, is actually going to be Bradley Cooper. Get the fuck Maestro. out of here. And let me, has, let me tell you why. fucking anything yet. Let me tell you why. Respect. It's a year, and it's 2016. And Leonardo DiCaprio wins for the fucking reverend. Because they're just like, fuck it. You need an Oscar now. You've been nominated enough. You just need a fucking But he hasn't Oscar. been nominated enough. He's been nominated he's like once. Who? Cooper? Yes. He's, he's like four or five times already, man. He's been nominated four or five times and never For what won. else? He did Star is Born? American Sniper. You got a he nomination for that American fucking movie? Sniper? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Are you sure about that? 100%. You can look it up. Oh, that's that. So I think Tilly Murphy been nominated I once. No I think this is it. Yeah. Well, then it's his time. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's why you? I think the that, that's why I think it's going to be Bradley Cooper. Also, how you were saying with you know Oscar politics and everything, um, I just think that they're just going to give it to him and just be like, "This is the one you're going to win." You spent what? 15 years to learn how to do a three-minute scene on an orchestra, you'd fucking deserve it for that. And I think I that's it. why he's going to win. I love it. 
Respect, Bet, Scott. Betting on the dark horse. Yeah, I think that's that's good. So who do you, so you think who's the who's the one that you'd like to win then? Uh, what I'd like to win uh, would probably be Jeffrey Wright, to be honest with you, because yeah. I really had fun with American Fiction, right? But I think it's going to be Cooper. And I mean, like, Jeffrey Wright really deserves it at this point. That guy has saved so many movies and mm. shows just by yeah. showing up and just being himself. Like, Oh, 100% next year, Batman Part 2, he's Best Supporting Actor for Commissioner Gordon right then. Oh, there. he damn well better be. <laughs> Only black man to play that role. So, yeah. yeah, and one of the best Commissioner Gordons we've had so far. All right, guys, do you want to? Uh, who's got their wild card picks? Chris, help me out here. What is what does a wild card pick mean to you? Oh shit! Okay. Oh, so it's just like you can pick any other instead of us picking the five. Oh. So technically, if you want to talk about cinematography, that's what Chris's okay. favorite wild card. Oh, I see. Or craft services or whatever. I yeah, thought you yeah. meant wild card within the best actor. That's no, what I thought too. Yeah. What? Didn't we just discuss all of this? We just had a, a thing about Zac Efron. Um, <laughs> that's that's okay. what I thought too. So. I'm I like, I, I made my wild card pitch. We did. I think, I think Scott needs to tell people the rules. I, this is, I'm like two and oh. Two and oh <laughs> on explaining the rules of the show to our guests. So. Now I got to go look at the nominations, damn it. So. <laughs> all right. Somebody so take it away. So, yeah. I actually do have a wild card. Um, mostly because I did one, I thought we had supporting actors as, um, a discussion, but also I wrote down my adapted screenplay. So. Oh, right. For adapted screenplay, I do have American fiction because I think it deserves to win something, something. And it's a brilliant movie. <laughs> I, 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 it looks brilliant i i still have not seen it i thought the trailer for it was fantastic and again jeffrey writes in it and i'm like well it's probably amazing so um for and I, I just in case anyone here forgets who was nominated it's american fiction barbie oppenheimer poor things and zone of interest yeah i'd go with you there too because as much as zone of interest is like a fantastic film it's more of a, a cinematic piece you know what I mean? It's more on the aesthetic. American fiction is like a whole, and I actually had to like read some articles on like how to judge screenplays, you know, after completed films. And they said, even the writer's guild has trouble with this. It's, it's a very, like, you know, does our characters, you know, three-dimensional, how are your story arcs? Because some of this stuff could be the director. Some of this could be the producer's hands on it. Yada, yada, yada. So I, but I, I'm willing to totally go with you. I, I do hope that it gets uh, adapted screenplay. Do you think it will? I think so. Like, again. You're going to throw Greta Gerwig a fucking bone. Again, no. back to Oscar politics because she didn't get her best director nod. No, oh, because I think it would be more Nolan they would throw a bone. Yeah. And uh, no one's going to win fuck any. We'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. I was, I was going to say that too, Chris. I know where you're going. <laughs> we were all in it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> But like I don't, I don't see. I think if they're gonna throw anyone a bone in this, why did I say that? Funny. Anyways, I think the only person they would throw a bone to in this category um, would be like poor things. Interesting. Really? It's nominated for best director. It's, you know, she's nominated for best actor. I think yeah, it's but nominated for best win picture. anything. Um. Yeah. Fair enough. Right? Because she's nominated in categories that she's not gonna win. So if there's like a bone to be thrown, that would be the one. Um. Oh, that's horrible <laughs> what a horrible sentence um but i think it, i think it will go to american fiction because it checks off all the boxes in terms of like 
audience like it one it's bringing like poor things created such a buzz after the fact that and like american fiction did too but i think it'll give more life to it whereas poor things always has emma stone right mm. if you're gonna give something a nominee or um an award so that people are like oh right that movie that's the one to do right yeah the only thing concern i have about that logic is that because when we get into the actual final voting phase it's every academy member is that and i and this actually applies to a lot of these uh i always used to get mad when i'd be like oh i feel like and this will lead into my wild card uh you know we were doing i think it was last year or the year before and we were to be doing best international film and i was like oh this one film should win and scott was like it's gonna be another round because it's mad malkinson it's the same director as what is it the hunt or whatever and he was right and what happens is people are like i don't know what these other movies are but i know what that movie is and wait he didn't know, put the caveat on that what was the caveat? You're like i didn't watch any of these fucking movies and i'll tell you who won oh that's right you didn't watch any of them and you picked the winner but in in that category specifically no one really watches the movies for it and it's really unfortunate so uh back in 2016 i was repping embrace of the serpent which should have won the Oscar. Um, and they did an interview after the fact with a voting member and the, of, I can't, it, the voting member was anonymous and he was like, yes, no one, I, pick, I picked specifically whoever was getting the most buzz. But that's not necessarily true for like something like, Ameri like the battle between American fiction and poor things, right? Because sure. both got equal amount of buzz going in. I'm talking about consumerism longevity. Consumerism longevity, Poor Things is going to win out, right? In terms of Oscar, like who's getting the most buzz, I think they're equal. That makes sense? Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't want to go into a marketing debate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I arguing don't... with you when it comes to the business side of stuff. Or clearly Reese now, I thought he was like an auteur director and he sounds like he's like, make that money, money, make that money, <laughs> money. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills, buddy. It's 2024. <laughs> All right, I'll do my Oops, wild card. It's not getting uh, any easier. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I'll do my wild card. So I picked animated feature film because, you know, dad, I get to watch cartoons. So the nominees are The Boys and the Heron, Elemental, Pneumonia, or Nimona, Robot Dreams, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. And my winner is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse because Marvel has to have some love. Eh, wrong. Eh. It's going to be the well, boy and the heron. It, it may. It may. But I still think it'll be Spider-Man because that also has the most buzz. It's it does not have the most buzz. What the fuck are you talking about? It, it's Funny. question. No. Mm -hmm. Trivia. If Spider-Man wins it, will this be the first like solid franchise that wins like the first movie won best animated and the second movie won, won best animated? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, has any other movie done that where the first and the second has won? I don't know, to be honest with you. In live action, I just think well, I just brought I, it. I might as well just go with it. Like, I can might as well make already give the Oscar to the third one. It's not even made, right? Exactly. Let's just do it. Let's let's make yeah. it the first to win. Like a, all of them, all of the yeah. ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just yeah. gonna be like, fuck it. It's so good. Listen, if this was the Teen Choice Awards or something like that, yeah, sure, Spider-Man. Uh, the Boy and the Heron, Heron has tons and tons of critical acclaim and award wins right now. I don't think Spider-Man has a fucking chance. Well, Spider-Man um, <laughs> has the money behind it. 
And I'm talking about the box office money, my friend. Okay, again, sometimes, that's sometimes not, this is. I don't when, know what what award show Calus- you're talking about right now, but remember a little movie called Parasite wasn't the biggest box office fucking draw of that year. That's for sure. But that's was, a different category. So yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that the year program. that the first Spider-Man won? uh so i because scott always was like to make fun of me for picking cinematography so what if i like cinematography who are you to judge me i uh went with my other favorite nerd category which is best international feature film uh and the nominees are the zona interest from the united kingdom Io Capitan from or Capitano from Italy, Society of the Snow from Spain, The Teacher's Lounge from Germany, and Perfect Days uh, from Japan. Uh, so, I mean, I know who's going to win this. It's the zone of interest. It's won all the other awards. Uh, it's got the BAFTA wins, Golden Globe. Uh, it's I think it's got a lock. Society of the Snow, which if you like the movie Alive, this is basically a Spanish version of it like an appropriate version of it is fantastic it's available on netflix um perfect days is beautifully shot uh you know japanese style cinema unfortunately i wasn't able to see el capitano or the teacher's lounge from germany uh some of those were playing this weekend but again we're doing the show too early but let's be honest like this this is going to be one of those categories that's going to suffer for the reasons I was talking about, where people are going to be like, I don't know what these other films, they might know Society of the Snow because it is on Netflix, but other than that, they're going to be like, I didn't see them. I don't have time to get through the streamers. Zone of Interest. I think Zone of Interest has Best International Feature. Yeah. Now, this should have been your question, man. Because you know what movie got robbed here? Mm. Fucking Godzilla minus one. Because that should have been fucking right there. (laughs) It was good. It wasn't that good. Okay, yes, all, I listened to all you guys. I went and watched it. I didn't cry as much as you guys cried. I didn't watch it. It was interesting. I think in a world where Barbie is nominated for Best Picture, then Godzilla Minus One, at the very least, can be nominated as well. It has all the hallmarks of a Best Picture-nominated film. It just happens to have a 300-foot-tall radioactive lizard in it as well. Which makes it extra good. Yes. Me and Reese just became best friends. Did you just see that? That was like live. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> uh, I think I, there is a question I have, but I'll wait until we get into best picture. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk to before we move on to best director? Reese, give us your wild card now. You've had like enough time to come up with one. Yeah, my wild card is still the movies that didn't get nominated, like the so Iron it's Claw, Godzilla, which, I, which I've made a pitch, for, but it but it did technically get nominated, so it is is it is there. Um, I think Blackberry got snubbed. Uh, oh, come on. I don't know no. if it, like, at least for Glenn Howerton's performance, for sure. You know, he's got like, a, he's got an indie spirit nod. Okay. There we go. Um, I guess we'll go with just writing for original screenplay. You know, we've got Anatomy of a Fall. We've got The Holdovers. We've got Maestro. We've got May, December, and we've got Past Lives. Out of that, my personal pick, going into the more auteur side of my brain, I would go with Past Lives as the winner for that. You are my best friend. Because I thought Past Lives was beautiful. It was just a wonderful, wonderful little movie. And um, much like something like the Iron Claw, the last 30 seconds of the Past Lives punched me right in the heart. So I was sobbing. You missed you missed our end of year wrap up. I was sobbing in that movie on the plane to see <laughs> I actually, so after watching, I actually, I think I messaged Anel and I'm like, does my white man brain not get this movie? Because I only thought it was okay. 
that's all right. That's 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 your disappointment, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, but where I loved Anatomy of a Fall, like I thought Anatomy like, was like like was one of the most powerful films until I saw uh, All of Us Strangers. But like I came out of that theater and I was like, I had just watched a tour de force. Yeah, no, and that's fair. And I think out of that entire category, I think Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives are would be my front runners for winners. Yeah. May December, nope. Uh, holdovers was I really enjoyed it, but you know, I I don't know, Maestro. It's fine. I there's not there's not much of a you know I don't know. It's like there's a story, but it's just this interconnected. Did, did all of you of things did, happening? Who here got through all of Maestro? Because I did. I not did. Get. I did. And now. No, no, me either. So we're like 50 50 for not finishing that movie. But here, I I tough out everything. So, yeah, I'm the same. If I start something, I got to finish it. Uh, it, This is one of the first movies where I was like, you know what? Now I'm not doing this. I finished May, December. I so what was going on? Okay, so I just sidebar for a sec. So, May, December, I thought there was some good acting in there, but. There's you nothing good about the support, the supporting, the, supporting think... the young, the young, the young man. Oh, sorry. Remember. Yes. I forgot about him. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He carries that entire film. Yeah. He feels naturalistic, like acting. He is acting in a completely different movie than everybody else. That's true. Yeah. So also, this must have been a choice, but it felt like a movie of the week. Like, so that must have been a creative choice, right? I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with, um, and I know that this doesn't like make perfect sense because of the director, because of who the director is, but also I think this is a classic case of sometimes you should just direct what you know, direct your own lived experiences. And the reason I say that this is like a weird comment to make is because he was the director behind Carol, right? Yeah. Which is but, weird. Todd Hayes, right? Yeah. But I think in this specific situation, it is a right or direct what you know sort of situation um because i think it, there was a lot of different storylines that were trying to be told and none of it was streamlined cohesively um also technically i would argue that this is not if barbie is considered an adapted screenplay i would also say may december is as well because it is ba- like yes i know it's not really based off of that teacher who married her student but like it kind of is I was oh, yeah, say Maestro. They... Wouldn't Maestro be adopted because it's based on his life? Well, if we're going off of what the Academy is saying for nominating Barbie, then yeah, I, I would agree <laughs> to that as well, you know? Everything's adapted! Yeah. You're adapted! You're adapted! We're all adapted! Like, I don't know, like, like at least Maestro, I would say, like, is there a book on him? Probably on many. Bernstein? Right? Yeah, there's probably lots, right? I guess if it's not based off of, like, the specific book... I, that's such a gray area, but like, yeah, if we're going to go with the whole Barbie thing, then I think those two films specifically should actually be an adapted. Come on, Academy, you can't change the rules on us all the time. Who <laughs> uh, do they think they are, Chris? I was just going to try and make a comment about that. <laughs> Guess who runs the Academy, everybody? <laughs> uh, all right. We're getting into the big stuff. Before we get to Best Picture, though, we do have the detail through the people, to, through the maestros that make it happen. We're talking Best Director. All right, guys. Take us away. One of you. Uh, All right. How about right. you go first, Chris? Yeah. You want me to go first? Oh, yeah, you there already, we go. Yeah. You already know who I'm picking for Best Director. It, 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 that, that's why. Just get, get it over with. Get, it, get that. It's just like, lay here and take it. 
Uh, obviously, okay. So the nominees are Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanamos for Poor Things, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Jonathan Glazer's Zone of Interest, Justin Justine Trier for Anatomy of Fall. First off, this is a fucking awesome list. Yeah, to be honest, the only one I would actually take off of this if I had to take some is Poor Things. Because it was my least enjoyable, the film I enjoyed least. Uh, I do think it was a very complex uh, film to direct. Um, but I'm giving it to Christopher Nolan. And I'm not the only one. Uh, both the BAFTAs and the fucking American Directors Guild also gave it to my man, Christopher Nolan. Uh, I also picked him in uh, the best of 2023 because of the technical challenges of working with IMAX, black and white IMAX that didn't even exist, uh, primarily practical effects. I do know there's some conversation around like how practical were the practical effects. Uh, I think uh, the nuclear bomb probably could have been better if it was not a practical effect. But I mean, I think I think uh, Nolan's got this by a country mile as a director and I'm open to uh, all challengers, so. I would agree with you, although, if we're going to qualify who should and should not be in Best Director based on whose movie you enjoyed the most, I take offense to the fact that you just took Poor Things off. What? No, you just didn't. Never mind. Anyways, I think Poor Things was amazing. And I think that what he did was super like different and challenging. But I do agree. I think it's going to Nolan. I think it's just one of those things where it's like, He's come this far with the the amount of films he's made with the the kind of you know legacy he already has. Like they're they're going to give it to him. Um, I'm with you, Chris. I think it's I think it's a tough list. I unfortunately have not seen the Zone of Interest, but I can tell based off of you know the reviews, everything I've heard, what you guys have said. I'm like, obviously Jonathan Glazer is a strong contender for this. Who do I think I who do I personally think should win? I that's a really tough one on this one. It really is. I I don't know. Like, it, even though I personally did not enjoy Poor Things, I enjoyed the direction of the film. I think it was beautifully directed. I think it was beautifully acted. So, I mean, obviously, he did a great job directing the film. I mean, I will always, you know, push a vote towards Scorsese just out of pure, like, legacy of what the man has created and what he has done and the fact that at his age what he's still doing he's still incredibly good at it so and he and listen like it's not that just as this is a scorsese picture this is a very very good film yeah Wars of the Moon is a very good film yeah. yeah um so it's 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 a tough one i think christopher nolan would win i in terms of who i think should win i mean oh god it's down to Anatomy of a Fall with Justine and Killers of Flower Moon with Martin Scorsese, my personal pick. But I don't want to pick between either one of them. I like I can't. I can't make that decision. Imagine, imagine she wins over all of those. <laughs> like the coup, like that. That would be like, oh, not only did the only woman win who get nominated, and then she beats out like serious like western heavy hitters not i mean she's western as well she's from france but like the big hollywood names that would i mean i would i'd be okay with that yeah because i'm like the, any one of these people earn this award you know mm. and if she wins i'm like it'd be like great like I, I love those kind of choices and she she deserves it like she did a fantastic job they all did and bart martin and nolan can cry in their piles of money look well, yeah, they're, they're gonna be fine yeah like <laughs> Has Christopher Nolan not won an Oscar already? Nothing. Really? Yeah. Not, well, he's won he's won Best Picture before. No. 
He doesn't even oh, win Best Picture. Did Batman not win Best Picture? Why do I? Why did I go with Batman? Oh, no, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger right. won. <laughs> None of the <laughs> Batman films were nominated. Like he's been nominated, but he's never won. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, even more reason. If and, we're going with the it's his time, he's been nom he's been nominated so many times, he hasn't won. Then yeah, it's obviously Christopher Nolan. He's now, speaking on that, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who should win and who's going to win. So who should win is Justine Trait from Anatomy of a Fall because she did something very well with that movie because she kept that fine line where by the end of that movie, you still don't know where that fall came from and how that fall happened, right? In terms of she she was able to probably rein in the actor so that way it doesn't give anything away and just make it as realistic as possible. Now, who's going to win is fucking Martin Source Crazy. And I can't even say his name because it <laughs> pisses me off so much. Because <laughs> that motherfucker is going to make sure he goes down as the most nominated and one director of all time. He's going to be like, you you want your movie in the Crichton collection? Vote up. Right? So I'll send over some wise guys. They'll, they'll clean. They'll fix your right up if uh, you'll end up with yeah. a horse head in your bed. Like, he's gonna be so like what, Scott. Why does it piss you off though? What what bothers you about it? About Scorsese? Yeah, about him. If he if he were to win, what what would bother you so much about that? Like he, I I am not a person that falls to the altar of Scorsese. Okay. Like he is an amazing director, and he knows more about fucking movies and everything like that than I will ever know in my life. But to me, I find him to be arrogant if that's really? the word i can say wow but i because that's the thing like hey you know marvel movies was a like a thing oh like fuck. no Here no what this is what i'm saying like marvel <laughs> movies was was a thing it was popular okay you know you can you can go like hey you know cinema goes in cycles there's up and down in the kind of movies you know sometimes you make good fellas sometimes you make new york new york <laughs> right you sometimes you make fucking kings of comedy like but that's the thing you, you didn't have to go on and go on and go on and bash it and then what happened like he couldn't get his movies made he was bashing streaming services and then all of a sudden when apple wants to give him the money for this movie after the people turned it down he's all good with it so to me that would, so he's a hypocrite he's a hypocrite then sure if you want like everybody in the film industry yeah <laughs> he's got an ego Ooh. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me look at all the other people in the industry who have an ego everyone okay <laughs> now you guys are making me feel bad for not liking this guy no i mean listen <laughs> it's it's totally i i think it's i've watched most of those interviews where you know I, I, it never came off as bashing. Like they just asked him and he gave an honest opinion. It wasn't it was like, like, fuck the man, fuck the system, fuck all this. He was just like, yeah, it's not for me. And, you know, they just kept pressing and pressing and pressing. Like at a certain point, you're like, well, what do you want out of the guy? So, you know. Not in his defense too. After a certain time, like there are no more studios. Apple is the studio now. Netflix is the studio now. So you don't really have a choice but to bow down, which kind of sucks. Um, and it probably killed. Him. You know what? You can rest easy knowing that it probably killed him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it did. <laughs> there are so many, are so many filmmakers out there who are like, 
I hate the fact that I need to give my movie, like um, the director that just did uh, Flora and Son. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> he did an interview where he was like, you know how hard it is to get a movie made? And then you have to, you you sit there knowing that your best option is going to Apple or going to Netflix or whoever. He went with Apple for Flora and Son and wondering and worrying whether or not it's going to get a theatrical release. Because as a classical classic filmmaker, that's what you want. That's what all filmmakers want. Well, that's why I thought you were going to talk about the director of Roadhouse because he was promised that even when Apple or not Apple, Amazon bought MGM, it was going to get a theatrical release. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal. He even did all the metrics, all the marketing. He's got UFC tie-in, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, fuck you. We're just going to release it on our streaming service. And so he's boycotting its premiere at South by Southwest. <laughs> like... I did not know about that. Otherwise, yeah. I would have brought that up because that is a way better example. <laughs> yeah, and he says it's like his best film. Like he says, it's amazing. It's a great callback to the original. It's designed for a theater. I mean, I, 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 I definitely would have wanted to go see that in the theater. I think it's a shame that uh, even when the director speaks out, they're like, "Fuck you." And I, you know, one of the reasons that has been floated is that Amazon actually would be better off if theaters died because. Yeah. They make more money when you get that Amazon subscription to watch the movie and they sell you a bunch of spatulas. You know what I mean? Well, even now when all the Prime memberships got changed and now it's all commercials too. Mm -hmm. That's what I canceled my Prime membership. All right, guys. We're down to the last one. Unless we want to talk any more about these best directors, I, I feel like we're all kind of in the same page. I kind of lost track of where we were, so. I think we're all on the same page and then we just did yeah hard it's, left because scott hates martin scorsese yeah, yeah. <laughs> break that's, that's all i took away from that yeah. <laughs> so on my list of people that are gonna fight me it's very long and distinguished bradley cooper's on there uh ryan gosling's on there but we now know timothy Shyamalan. timothy Shyamalan is on my list of people who are gonna punch me in the face when they see me uh Martin Scorsese. So I'll be there to take that photo when old man Martin beats the fucking shit out of you. And De Niro and Pesci are in there too. Boom, boom, boom. You think I'm funny? Boom, funny like a fucking clown. Boom, boom, boom. I'll, all we'll see is dust because I'm pretty sure he'll be oh dead by God. the time <laughs> we get to, he gets to punch me in the face. <laughs> Mar Mar Marty's got guys. He's got wise guys. <laughs> all right. Who wants to lead us through best picture? Well, okay. Who I think we should all say who we want to win. And then because I feel like it'll we'll all agree on who's probably gonna win. I think it's a toss-up between two who I think will win, but then I'm also worried about Oscar politics fucking everything up too. So See? this is what I'm saying. It could be another La La Land situation. I know oh, La La, La movie's didn't so actually bad. win. That I just like bringing that up any chance I get. That movie's so <laughs> bad though. Ugh. What Moonlight? No, La La Land. Rich, yeah, Moonlight's uh, the one that won, mother. Thank you, thank you, Scott. I'm aware of uh, popular culture. <laughs> I just didn't know who Dua Lupa was. <laughs> I think it's well, Dua Lipa or something. Dua Lipa. <laughs> yeah, that was gonna say. Whoa, back to Willy Wonka. <laughs> like, it's the sing. It's the it's the Oompa Loompa that sings. So, so uh, does somebody want to do this or? Yeah, who wants to start? I think Oppenheimer is going to win. Yeah. Who I think should win is probably Poor Things. Or not Poor Things. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Past Lives. 
is who I think. Okay, should. look, you're trying to just make friends with guests here. Okay, tell us your honest truth from your heart. We're ready friends. Yeah. Well, we became friends on the last one. Just because like, you need, I've been hacking people's computers. Like, what are they picking? And you, then like, you just okay. want a crew to, to fight Martin Scorsese with you. That's what you're trying to set up here. Just, it's all a ruse, people. It's all. A ruse. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the invite. Be like, do you want to come to Cans with me? Like, this could happen right now. We can yeah. do it on the red light. <laughs> just not, like on the red carpet, you can punch him in the face. Uh, yeah, I think Oppenheimer. It's one. It's got a production guild nod, a Golden Globe nod, win, BAFTA win. So for a Writers Guild, like I mean, I feel like it's really out front. So Killers of the Flower Moon, I really like as a film. I I would love to see it also win as best as, as best picture. So the two that I think that oh fuck okay, the two that I think that might come about because of Oscar uh, action. Barbie, obviously, I think somebody somehow might get this fucking idea that because it got snubbed in Best Actor and Best Director, that it deserves to win Best Picture. Uh, kind of like Coda, which I really like Coda. So I'm not complaining with that, but kind of came back from behind. And I mean, there is a thing happening in the Middle East. The zone of interest is about this kind of stuff in uh, in in a roundabout way uh so it also might be a bit of a dark horse i'm sorry i just i can't see past lives because it's the one movie that's 100 different than anything else yeah yeah but it, i mean other let's be honest, like chris just got... admit you are the boyfriend sitting at that bar oh that's why and that's you know why it's not, it you know what because i talked to Nell about that too and i was like I 100% am not that guy and she was like that guy is really awesome I'm like yeah but I don't understand that guy fucking sitting there letting that not letting but being in that conversation I would have gotten up and gone home I don't need to sit there and listen to these guys talk Korean and I speak Korean about how amazing they want their lives to be fuck that shit I'm out of there he is a hero he is the husband that everyone you know he is the patience because at the end of the day she still chooses him and he knows either he she he has to let her go through the motions and make the decision or she'll always wonder what if and sure but you don't have to sit there and endure the conversation you can trust your partner and go home and go grab a burger maybe maybe (laughs) that's his kink maybe he has a I don't know what kind of kink that would be, but maybe it's a kink. Oh, like he's like a cuck. Or maybe he's the only one that brought his wallet that day because she just got home from <laughs> work and he's like, motherfucker, I got to pay for it. Maybe he's just a really <laughs> sweet man who's like, you know what? We're going to be friends. So I just want to sit through this and then we'll be friends after because they're friends now. Yeah, so glad you flew all the way to New York to try and steal my wife, <laughs> buddy. But that's yeah. life, man. Like that's yeah. is, that, is that life? <laughs> you never had someone try to do that for you? Like fly across like to, to a different country to like snatch you away? Do I look like someone that gets <laughs> stolen away? I'm like the rotten fruit you put back on the shelf. Like oh, nobody's Chris, trying to come steal on now. this fruit. You're being way too hard on yourself. <laughs> come on. Uh <laughs> anyway, this, this this train has fallen off the track. And, uh, and it'll take it away. Take it away. Let's let's um, I think it's going to be Oppenheimer as well. I would love it to go to past lives though, because I think that movie just had something very unique to say. It's a perspective that is completely different and it's beautiful. And I think it was more harsh, more uh, snubbed than Barbie because, you know, 
same categories got snubbed. Anyways, that's my that's my. Uh, Past Lives, I think, is going to do very well at Independent Spirit Awards, which is a which is to me uh, uh, the type of place where it's going to shine. That means nothing to me, mainly because I always forget the Independent Spirit Awards are a thing. So that means. I think the Independent Spirit. So everybody out there, if you don't know my love for the Independent Spirit Awards, uh, I think that it is one of the best places to find like really cool craftsman esque. Uh, not I don't want to call it auteur cinema, but just like really cool, interesting films because it's got budget caps. Everybody's kind of like really coming with great scripts, and like the actors that are there are not there because they're making necessarily a ton of money. They're there because they want to like execute their craft. Uh, if you are ever just looking for like really great cinema, just go watch stuff that's at the Independent Spirit Awards. Awesome. And now I, a word from our sponsor. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, you know what? You're right. There's a lot of great stuff there, 100%. And it would be an honor to be included among that list of very, very fine and talented craftsmen and women and everybody. People. Yes, people. People. Yes. Well, guys, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about the Oscars before I let you get back to your very I, I haven't even made it on a best Yeah, I was going to say, I'm so bad at this, Scott. You got to cut me off sooner. <laughs> um, I think Twisters will win Best Picture. Uh, <laughs> it's going to win before it comes out. That's how special it is. So good that they're like, Jesus, just give it the Oscar just already. off of the trailer. Yeah, just off the trailer alone. The, yeah. Academy, the entire Academy was like, Holy shit, like just what? there's the best picture, Eli. It is gonna be like Moonlight. They're gonna be like, oh my god, and the best picture goes <laughs> to Warren Beatty, you're on the stage again. Yeah. I'm excited to see our Instagram thread like light up when that happens. I'll be like, I told it. Um yeah, I mean, like we said, I think Oppenheimer will win, and I think it does, you know, it deserves to win. It was a very it was a great film. Great job. It's it's an incredibly engaging three hours. Great acting, great writing, great directing. And I mean, he's come a long way. And I think it it certainly deserves to win if that's, you know, if we can get into that. But I, I think you could make the same argument for any of these. This is why, you know, I, the Academy Awards are fun to watch. It's fun to kind of talk about this stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, like who deserves what versus the other? It's It's a very, I think it's a very tricky and complicated issue any film is incredibly difficult to make and it's it's even more difficult to make a good film and to make a film that is considered to be what we should call best picture is an amazing feat all to itself and the fact that they're all nominated you know kind of makes them i know it sounds super cheesy but it, it makes them all winners in a way like it, it's, it's so hard to make films between just even getting them off the ground and the incredible amount of talent that is involved in making a film um it's it's really tricky to sit here and be like this one should win over this over that over this over that. Oh, one hundred percent. I almost feel like all... we should end the show on that note. That's a that's yeah. great. Like that's like a oh, monologue. Art, yeah, art's subjective, right? Everybody is, is different. Why do we? But need... I do. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, why do we need to give out awards for these these things? Because it is subjective. I was agreeing. Continue. Well, and according to Reese, it's like really it's just box office anyway, right? So. <laughs> As as I said that though, I mean, like, if you look at the legacy of the films that carry on, the Academy doesn't matter. You know, like the award it won doesn't matter. You know, Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture. Nobody talks about it now. We're still talking about Saving Private Ryan. You know, we do talk about somebody else that was associated with that film. <laughs> yes, we certainly do. We certainly do. But I'm just saying, like, in the long run, as time goes on, it doesn't really matter. It's more mm. about 
the film do for a global audience? What did it do for you? What did it do for everybody? I think that's what's more important. So. So I got one question for everybody because like to put everybody on the spot. I think it's 2025 or 2026. Best cast is now a category. Casting director. Oh. That oh, that's okay. weird. That's that a weird long. award. No, it's it's casting director. That's what they want to know. So it's not on like ensemble cast like they do at other award shows. It's no, no, no. Director? They're, they're going to go with casting, which I think is I think it's a great idea. I think it's a that step is. in the right direction. That is uh, well, my question. That's I don't know. I feel like so we, we need more time to have that conversation because I I definitely think that it, it could be a, that's a bit silly. But sorry, and now say say that again. I think it would have been great if they did ensemble cast because I think there were certain movies that should have been nominated for Oscars or some certain filmmakers that should should have their movies highlighted at the Oscars that never have. Like every everybody wants some should have been nominated for an Oscar. The only reason it didn't is because it's an ensemble cast and where, what category would you put that movie in, right? Right, so right. In the Sing Street, like where would you put that outside of original score? I think it actually did get like snubbed for like original song and stuff like that. Like I think it should have gotten a nod that year, but those are two like really strong ensemble cast movies that didn't get nominated simply because wh where would you put it, right? And to, to just to push back a bit, Reese, the reason I have an, I don't have an issue with casting directors and it's a very important job is that especially when we get into these like big budget films, it's like, well, we could have Scott Vega in your film or you can have George Clooney. <laughs> like certain films have a certain budget and so they have access to things that you don't have. Uh, so how much is the casting director and how much of it is just like sheer dollars and cents or uh, studio relations with certain uh, management agents. You know what I mean? Like it's how, like how do you decide that it was the casting director that really did that casting or and the director being friends with this A-list actor? Or like, I don't know how you really parse that apart. I would have loved for like a be best like stunt director or something like that. Like a category that, you know, like Andy Serkis is never going to get, un well, he, hopefully will one day but like you know what i mean right mm -hmm. like one of those yes. categories where it's like highlighting something like that other than casting director but i, I do agree casting directors are very very needed and necessary and i love them yeah, yeah and like, chris I, I i totally see your argument i i think i'm in favor of it's a step in the right direction to casting other departments like mm why don't we have an academy award for first assistant directors you know <laughs> like that's that is a wholly underrepresented crew position for a film. I think if people fully understood how much work a first assistant director actually does, like they should be able to be nominated as well. I think there's a ton of, to the point where it's, we almost need a separate Academy Awards, you know, just for well, crew. Isn't there Sorry, I was going to say, isn't there one that yeah, there is. usually there... does like the recap at the beginning? It's yeah. like one do, but it's, it's, it's still, it's, it's only certain categories. Like it's, they're not getting into the finite details of who I think is important to it. So fair enough. I thought they did because I thought like GME team gets nominated and things like that. Yeah, well, if they are, that's great. But maybe they they're just not talking about it. That, so they don't televise it, and they should for us film nerds. Yes, hundred percent. Like best gaffer, like that motherfucker. Damn right. How the light. Damn right. Scott's all best boom operator. That, so. like, <laughs> that dolly grip. You know what? If there was not if there was an academy if there was an academy award for dolly grips poor things would win this year 100 <laughs> percent. okay yeah. now you just okay we don't we can't go so focus pullers first ac hold on hold on so <laughs> he 
I loved it. I that was actually my big issue with four things was he uses a fisheye lens and fucking dollies effectively in the favorite, and then just fucking goes buck wild in fucking uh poor things. And I'm like, guy, dude, just keep the fucking camera from moving, and you don't have to fisheye lens every single fucking shot. So that's my fucking two cents. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. So another year. Done. Another year, another dollar. I guess we're gonna. I guess guess we're gonna find out. uh, What is it? Uh, March. We are gonna find out on March tenth who's right and who's wrong. So let's uh, tune in then. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.